my fellow Americans, whom I have gratefully served for 60 years, and especially my fellow Arizonians. Thank you for the privilege of serving you, and for the rewarding life that service in uniform and in public office has allowed me to lead. I've tried to serve our country honorably. I've made mistakes, but I hope my love for America will be weighed favorably against them. I've often observed that I am the luckiest person on earth. I feel that way even now, as I prepare for the end of my life. I've loved my life, all of it. I've had experiences, adventures, friendships, enough for ten satisfying lives, and I am so thankful. Like most people, I have regrets, but I would not trade a day of my life in good or bad times for the best day of anybody else's. I owe the satisfaction to the love of my family. One man has never had a more loving wife or children he was prouder of than I am of mine, and I owe it to America to be connected to America's causes. Liberty, equal justice, and respect for the dignity of all people brings happiness more sublime than life's fleeting pleasures. Our identities and sense of worth were not circumscribed, but are enlarged by serving good causes bigger than ourselves. Fellow Americans, that association has meant more to me than any other. I lived and died a proud American. We are citizens of the world's greatest republic, a nation of ideals, not blood and soil. We are blessed and are a blessing to humanity when we uphold and advance those ideals at home and in the world. This was the beginning of Senator John McCain's final farewell to America, a letter read aloud by his former campaign manager, Rick Davis. This is the History Blurbs podcast. I'm Katie Smith. And today we're honoring the life and legacy of John McCain. McCain passed away on August 25th, 2018, just four days shy of his 82nd birthday. He's been remembered as a great friend, a maverick, a veteran, and a host of other titles given to him by those who knew him, loved him, and loathed him. As is the point of this podcast, I mostly just want to tell you my favorite stories about him, but I'll give you some background first. John Sidney McCain III was born at Cocosolo Naval Air Station in the Panama Canal Zone. At the time, the U.S. still controlled the Panama Canal. His father and grandfather were both four-star United States Navy admirals, and in 1958, he became the third John S. McCain to graduate from the Naval Academy in Annapolis. He did well in subjects that interested him, like literature and history, but only studied enough to just pass the ones he didn't like as much, like math. And that, combined with his penchant for not always following the rules, an attitude he became known for during his political career, he graduated 894th in his class of 899. After being commissioned into the U.S. Navy, he entered pilot training at Pensacola, where he earned a reputation for partying. He began as a subpar flyer, but improved after some incidents in the mid-60s that involved a couple of plane crashes and a collision with power lines, and he was eventually considered a good pilot. In 1965, he married his first wife, Carol, and adopted her two sons, Doug and Andy. Then they had a daughter together, Sydney. In October of 1967, McCain was flying a bombing mission over North Vietnam when his plane was shot down by a missile. He fractured both arms and a leg, and nearly drowned after parachuting into a lake. He was pulled ashore by the North Vietnamese, his shoulder was crushed with a rifle butt, and he was bayoneted. Then he was transported to Hoa Prison in Hanoi. His captors initially refused to treat him and instead 
beat him, and interrogated him. But when they found out his father was an admiral, he started receiving some marginal medical care, for publicity reasons. After six weeks in the hospital, he was sent to a different camp on the outskirts of Hanoi. The North Vietnamese offered him early release when his father was named commander of all U.S. forces in the Vietnam theater, again for publicity reasons. They wanted to appear merciful in their propaganda and show other POWs that elite prisoners were willing to be treated preferentially. But in order to prevent being used for propaganda, officers were only supposed to agree to be released in the order in which they were captured. So McCain refused, unless everyone captured before him could also go. His torture became severe, and eventually he gave in and made an anti-U.S. propaganda confession. He always considered it dishonorable, but later wrote, I had learned what we all learned over there. Every man has his breaking point. I had reached mine. He remained a POW in North Vietnam for five and a half years, and was released on March 14, 1973. His injuries left him permanently incapable of raising his arms above his head. He returned home, and his marriage to Carol fell apart. Six weeks after they divorced in 1980, he married Cindy Lou Hensley, a teacher from Phoenix, Arizona. Captain McCain retired from the Navy April 1, 1981, and moved to Arizona. In 1982, he ran as a Republican for an open seat in Arizona's 1st Congressional District, which was being vacated by a 30-year incumbent Republican. Since he hadn't been in the state very long, he was accused of being a carpetbagger, to which he responded, Listen, pal, I spent 22 years in the Navy. My father was in the Navy. My grandfather was in the Navy. We in the military service tend to move a lot. We have to live in all parts of the country, all parts of the world. I wish I could have had the luxury, like you, of growing up and living and spending my entire life in a nice place like the First District of Arizona, but I was doing other things. As a matter of fact, when I think about it now, the place I lived longest in my life was Hanoi. John and Cindy had three more children together, Megan, Jack, or John S. McCain IV, and James, or Jimmy. Then Cindy came home from a trip to Bangladesh holding a baby. She saw her while visiting an orphanage. The baby had a congenital heart condition and a severe cleft palate, and Cindy obtained visas to bring her back to the U.S. for medical treatment, without telling her husband. The senator found out when Cindy got off the plane. According to a family friend, her only explanation was, We have this baby now. This is my daughter. She's from Bangladesh. I couldn't leave without her. They named her Bridget. And while all this has been fairly serious, McCain definitely had a sense of humor. Sometimes he was self-deprecating, like when he was campaigning and he said that he was older than dirt and had more scars than Frankenstein. In 2004, during a congressional tour, he had a drinking contest with Hillary Clinton at a restaurant in Estonia. The rules are a little bit fuzzy, but apparently they both managed four shots of vodka and the proprietor says Clinton won, but she says they both agreed to withdraw in honorable fashion. He was a man who acknowledged his own shortcomings and was willing to apologize for his mistakes. His son Jack wrote in a tweet, To me, he was a giant, but to him he was an imperfect servant of the nation he loved deeply. McCain finished his final words to America with this, We are 325 million opinionated, vociferous individuals. We argue and compete and sometimes even vilify each other in our raucous public debates, but we have always had so much more in common with each other than in disagreement. If only we remember that and give each other the benefit of the presumption that we all love our country, 
We will get through these challenging times. We will come through them stronger than before. We always do. Ten years ago, I had the privilege to concede defeat in the election for president. I want to end my farewell to you with heartfelt faith in Americans that I felt so powerfully that evening. I feel it powerfully still. Do not despair of our present difficulties. We believe always in the promise and greatness of America, because nothing is inevitable here. Americans never quit. We never surrender. We never hide from history. We make history. Farewell, fellow Americans. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you for listening.